0: All right. Let's
1: do it. All right, Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, welcome back to yet another client interview. Um, definitely getting through a fair few of these at this point, which is awesome. Um, today, I'm joined by one of my favorite people, Amanda, um, who is not only a client of ours, but actually a personal friend of mine. Um, and it's pretty awesome um, because our friendship sort of came out of like working together. Um, Amanda joined us sort of early 2021 um, and she runs a marketing agency um, or an appointment setting business that helps coaches get more clients um, when Amanda joined us I think you're doing if I'm not mistaken like 30 grand a month about there yeah, yeah about that and then after about three or four months we managed to scale up to 45,000 for her but that's enough for me Amanda why don't you sort of introduce yourself and tell everybody a bit about who you are and who you serve
0: Sure. So uh, my name is Amanda Rush. I own Rush Digital Marketing, uh, and it's a marketing agency where we help professional coaches um, get more clients through organic LinkedIn outreach, essentially.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And yeah, that's pretty much what I do.
1: It's amazing. Awesome. And so you work with all sorts of coaches, if I'm not mistaken, except from a few, there's a few exceptions that you you don't work with. Who are those?
0: Yeah, pretty much since we work on LinkedIn, it's like we have to be able to, we have to be able to find their audience on LinkedIn, which means we can't work with, uh, for example, like Relationship coaches. um, That's just one example. Uh, Typically fitness coaches aren't really good fit either, to be honest, but everyone else like business coaches, mindset coaches, performance coaches, transformation coaches, Mm -hmm. anything where someone in the professional world would want to, um, you know, to better themselves with.
1: Amazing. Cool. So when when we reached out to you, because I'm pretty sure we booked um the call actually through Loom, if I'm not mistaken. Um That was the sort of initial outreach that we had. When we first reached out to you, obviously the reason you booked is because you just wanted to explore other ways for generating appointments. But if I'm not mistaken, when you came on board with us, that was the sort of um a month or so after that was when that LinkedIn connection request limit sort of like hit, if that makes sense. And so mm-hmm. you transition to news. So what, what I want to sort of understand is a bit about where you were with the business before starting to work with us and you know why you decided to, to purchase the program in the first place.
0: Sure. I actually believe that that LinkedIn limitation is par, part of what made me even like reach out or uh, be open to what you had to offer as well. Um, not because it had happened yet, but because LinkedIn is always making these updates. And I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't just put all of my, you know, all of my, whatever the, what's the term? Something. Eggs, in,
1: oh, eggs in a yeah, the, eggs, bug, in the basket eggs in a basket. Last yeah, maybe <laughs> I should put all my eggs in one bucket. yeah
0: I was going to say apples or something. So anyway <laughs> um, so it, I was like, maybe I should like, you know, look into other options. So my mind was kind of open. And then mm-hmm. um, the loom that you sent me uh, to get me on the, on your strategy call, I was like, this is really cool. And I've never seen anyone like outreach in such a personalized way before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it immediately uh, like added a sort of trust because it was like you were actually speaking to me via the, like the video. Yeah. So yeah, and that's that's why I was open to the call. And uh, the, like I said, there was already a built-in trust. So I was like already open to listening to everything that you had to say. And it sounded mm-hmm. super legit. Uh, I believe when we, when I joined, you were also like halfway through creating it too.
1: Yeah, um, I was going to say this is <laughs> like, I don't know what I said on the call, but you, you bought into it. But I'm pretty sure that we didn't even have, like, a product at that point. Um, I think we had some modules together. But if I'm not mistaken, actually, we onboarded you and I had to send you the Google Drive link of the training videos for the Loom for the Loom stuff. Or maybe it was, like, half oh, done, yeah. but... Like you were interested in the ads as well, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we haven't done those yet." But it's um, it was it was yes. a bit crazy. Um, I believe
0: that is what happened. Uh, that like part of the course was created, but the part that I that I was interested in, which was the looms, wasn't. So you, yeah, you sent me like Google Drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you were like, "Oh, I'll just buy a Google Drive." But we we managed to get it recorded in the end, and it is. I promise to everyone listening, it is no longer a Google Drive. Um, <laughs> no, it's much fully more prefer- formed. Much more that's professional great. than just an unlisted YouTube playlist or something like that. Um, and so you hopped on board and obviously we, we've had that quite a lot before where we'll reach out to people either through cold email or we have been using cold messaging at this point or cold calling even. And people are like, yeah, you, for some reason, like you managed to get me on a call and nobody can get me on a call. So you, you must have something good here. So that's um, it.
0: Exactly. Um, I honestly don't even remember the last time I took a call with someone <laughs> from outreach so so good job
1: yeah no i appreciate that and so you joined and you're obviously doing quite well um but you needed more now if i'm not mistaken um you you started doing the looms it, you sort of waited a bit of time because you had a few things going on with the business and i think you closed it something to do that um but then you started doing looms and like within your first week of transitioning from your current strategy to including looms in the way we did it in there i think you you signed an extra like 5k in in monthly revenue or something just just off the bat which probably was like what two or three clients or something do you want to talk about that for yeah a second?
0: about about two or three clients for sure um i noticed that right away when i started implementing the strategy the responses i mean obviously any i mean not any cold hour, my cold cold outreach was clearly working but you always get people that are kind of like irritated that you reached out to them. And with I noticed the immediate uh uh transition with looms was like people even if they said no, they were still like complimentary. And um so yeah, but but it definitely worked quite well. And not only did I get a few like extra clients from just switching to that, but I noticed that the people that got on the phone, like same thing with when I got on the phone with you. It was like they already had some sort of established trust because because of the the uh, the method. So Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and I remember cool. we had a discussion um, a couple of months or two in, and we were talking about different automation strategies um, in terms of like how to automate it. And I think you were talking about using Canva or something to to try and overlay it. Did you end up automating the the looms as we sort of showed, or did you continue to record them yourself personally?
0: We did. Uh, we did end up automating the looms. And unfortunately, if we completely automated them with no, personalization whatsoever uh the results did decrease so if anyone's watching this don't do that
1: <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah, take it too far it just tends to yeah don't <laughs> take
0: it too far um because i mean i for, to be honest i i love automation and i love t- seeing how far i can get with it so that was just a little too far um but yeah if i noticed that if we just like i mean you you explained your method in, in the training of like how to like halfway automate it that yeah, works that it. works pretty well still yeah
1: yeah you've got a sort of like because if you take it too far then it's there's no point just going yeah, back definitely. to your point of what you mentioned um before is like with with the loom process that we use is we never we never really get people respond saying like f off or leave me alone mm-hmm. it's generally like hey i appreciate this but i'm it's not a good fit and i think that's that's an interesting thing also from like reputation building because mm-hmm one of the problems we have with our agencies with Northflow is we used to grow it mostly with quantity based cold email. And it was very sort of like, um, it worked for the short term, but I think we definitely burned our market a little bit because we had 60,000 gyms and we probably reached out to all of them like two or three times at least. Um, but then we obviously had the brand name and then an annoying message, and we do think that that probably had an impact whereas if we did looms it'd be it'd be ten times easier um and so you you came on and you, obviously if we fast forward since you started using the strategy after about three or four months, I think you had an extra like fifteen k in in new monthly revenue, which obviously scaled you up and grew when when you sort of like got that first client from Loom. What did that feel like when you were like, oh, this actually works? Cause we've had people before who don't think it, they'd be like, oh, this this can't work. And they do it and then it does work. How how did that feel? Uh
0: I think I knew it was gonna work. <laughs> so I, I wasn't like super shocked, but it still felt like really awesome because um part of the reason why I was why I bought into your course was because I wanted to enhance the techniques that I was using for my clients. So like what I I mean, I kind of always use myself as my first proof of concept, of course. So I tested it on myself and I was like, oh, this works. This is awesome. So um, it was pretty exciting to then be able to um, translate that into
1: part of my service.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did did you dig into like anything else or was it just the Loom stuff in the program? Was there anything else? Honestly,
0: that's as far as I got because (laughs) it like works really well. And um, I'm just like a big fan of organic. So
1: Mm. I
0: even though I I think I like you said earlier, I bought into your course because I was like, oh, I need to like start learning ads but it's it's so hard sometimes to move away from organic because it's so like profitable um, and quick. So yeah, that's honestly like pretty much all I've gotten oh. into other than probably a random a few extra modules.
1: Yeah. I mean ads are really complicated, right? And like we we sort of realized this with with Imperium. Um, and I talked with Bo and I have talked at length about running ads because we were like, do we do ads? because like if we do them we'll we'll sign like clients like this. Then what we realized is that like, if, if we run ads, we'll get lazy because we'll no longer keep doing organic to f- fill the pipeline because we can just pay to get clients. And what we realized is that like the reason that our clients are able to get such good results is exactly as you said, because we are our own testing facility. So like, recently with our looms, we had this deliverability problem where suddenly our emails were going to spam and we looked into it and we managed to fix it. And it isn't something that we had previously covered in the program, and so now we have this knowledge to be like, okay, guys, if this happens, you can fix it like this. Um, oh gosh, and I think yes. that's where, sorry. The delivery, the
0: deliverability module was genius. That was, yeah. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. Like well, I've never most, seen anything like it.
1: <laughs> most most people get really like bored with stuff like that. And, you know, you. I got it.
0: It was exciting. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never <laughs> thought about all this stuff. This is like really, this is in depth. Yeah, I liked it.
1: Well, because we we thought it and we were like, um, when, when I did the deliverability training, I, I knew like all of that stuff, but putting it onto one sheet of paper took me like a week. Cause I was like, cause I knew what it was all about. And then I was like, oh, but I've missed this and haven't accounted for this. But what's the point in having like an amazing strategy if you just end up in the spam inbox? Um, yes, exactly. And so we constantly learn new things and just, just updating and everything. And, and so especially
0: which, uh, as an agency owner, like I, since I'm, I would be doing it for clients, like I also have to know what I'm doing so that their emails also are going to spam. And then uh, if they ask, you know, obviously, there's gonna be questions about things. And then it just, it's like, I just felt like, oh, I know everything about deliverability now. Like, so it also built, built like credibility and trust for them to be like, okay, like, let's, let's do it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I liked it.
1: Exactly. and and what was your um what was your sales process like um because if i'm not mistaken you you already have like a small team and a closer and it was fairly automated um i want to briefly touch on how you found that closer and what your relationship with them is like because it might be useful for everybody listening
0: uh it's funny all of my closers i almost kind of found by chance okay. to be honest um so my uh Two of my best closers, like one of them was actually uh, a previous client of mine, and um, they were offering like lead generation and sales to their clients. And uh, so he was like a really good um, salesperson, and he ended up, you know, doing my sales. And then the other one was a sales coach that I hired for myself, and then he ended up being like, "Oh, this is actually like a really good offer. I want to <laughs> partner up with you." And so he ended up doing my my closing. Um, so it's kind of like I don't have like a, a super solid way to actually go out and find closers it's just been kind of like through relationships um but yeah
1: when you when you manage reps and i'm not kind of asking for myself at this point as okay. well because i think sure. you, you've got obviously managed a few and and i remember as well um when we were recording the virtual assistant hiring module you massively helped with that because you had this whole sop and sort of thing put together for the for the program that you were building so thank you for that any clients oh, you guys like the, um, the VA hiring module, Amanda's pretty much to, to thank. Um, and w- when, when you're managing your closers and stuff and taking care of the, these people, like, well, what sort of, do you have a daily workflow for that? Or is it really just like, you, you just let, leave them to it because they're talented and they can do what they want, basically.
0: Um, Honestly, like for closers, I, I typically just like leave them to it. And of course, uh, check on their, their sales tracking sheet, like every week. Mm-hmm. And just see how things are going and if there's anything we can improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I recently implemented daily team meetings, and they've actually been really awesome. Um, I probably started that like about a month ago. Mm-hmm. So every every morning, we all just get on Zoom for like 30 minutes to an hour, just depending on how much we talk. It, but it's like say
1: all of you. Is that like you in the rep, or you and multiple reps and VAs? How, how big's the team?
0: So. I actually just got rid of my reps because I wanted to start talking to the market again and, uh, really like kind of understand more things. And, um, so I've been doing the closing for the last few weeks. So this is kind of a newer thing that I'm doing it again, but right now it's just me, uh, and my marketing manager who manages a bunch of other people like in the Philippines and then my copywriter, so it's only three of us right now, but if I had my closer on, it would be four of us. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah, do you know I I have the, this thing with sales calls where I don't like letting go of them either. <laughs> but obviously, I think you. Or you don't what? I don't like letting go of sales calls. So like, oh, so like with Imperium, yeah. we're sort of halfway through getting a rep, and I'm like, I like these calls. I don't want them to go, but you know, where needs must, I suppose.
0: You learn a lot. I mean, I don't. I, I learned through having reps how much I don't learn when I'm not doing the sales calls. Mm. Um, so that's, I mean, that's probably something that when, once I do get a closer again, I'll probably find a way to gather what they're learning um, as they go. So, yeah. But yeah.
1: I guess if you just get them to self-review or something, but then if you, mm-hmm. if you listen to their calls or something. Like what are they
0: saying? Like, like what is the market saying? Like every, yeah. maybe on the meetings or something?
1: I think, yeah, I think that's the thing with, with it as well. Is it's like, if you hire a rep, then your ears no longer to the ground. And then like Mm -hmm. the market can just massively shift and you just won't know. Yeah. Like you won't even be able to feel the tectonic plates just like moving because you're just, you know, working on a product or something. And then you're like, you build it and you're like, wait, people don't want this anymore. Like,
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah. Like I said, one of the reasons why I'm I'm doing it again, because it's important to get the market feedback. So yeah.
1: Do you, do you manage any of your client accounts at all or is it is it not really, not really the case? Uh,
0: I mostly oversee them. So my my um, marketing manager and, and copywriter pretty much handle the day-to-day of like building everything and ma- uh, managing it. However, whenever there's uh, like additional, not issues, but just like things that need problem solving from like a, hi- a higher level, I'll, I'll go in and take a look and, and uh, nitpick it. But mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, my team's running them.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So, so that's where you've been. That's where you are now. We've obviously helped to add that revenue. And so, the, the goal for the future, if I'm not mistaken, is to try and explore some other markets with people who are starting out um, and coaches that are sort of beginning. And you want to help them transform themselves from these um, beginner coaches to actually like you know proper business owners. I know for a fact that I've got a fair few people that watch who aren't in the agency space and actually coach and you know just getting started um so do you want to br- briefly just touch on like what your plan is and who you want to work with and what that I know it's probably not finalized and mm-hmm. I don't want to put you on the spot here but what's sure. your, what's your plan I'm just going to plug my laptop in a second here cuz okay, no for problem. some reason I'm um, I'm unplugged <laughs> this is the production quality that people get when they come <laughs> to my YouTube channel um but yeah what's what's the plan what's the what does the future look like for your business you think
0: Sure. So essentially uh, I've kind of been in this journey of figuring out what I am the most passionate about as far as helping people and helping my clients. And uh, I began building this program actually for more uh, like advanced coaches. Yeah. And then recently realized that my passion actually lies in helping uh, smaller newer coaches to transition into having a larger successful business and yeah. everything that goes along with that. So the plan right now is to, um, pivot my course slightly to being more towards, to gear to be geared towards helping someone make that transformation. So yeah. in the coaching space. So, yeah. Awesome.
1: No, it's important. I think it's like, you know, we, we were discussing this obviously before the interview, but it's nice to help people make that huge leap instead of the small mm-hmm. leap. But then it's like, how do you balance that with like good business practice where, you know, you're, you're trying to work with as many people as you can, but it's also a bit chaotic. So um, if, if, anyone's listening, um, and they wanted your help and potentially with, you know, if they're a coach and like they want more clients and they're already quite big, or if they're getting started, they want more clients and they're sort of looking to get into that. How, how could someone get in touch with you, assuming you'd, you'd want people to get in touch with you?
0: Yes, absolutely. So honestly, the best place to go is just my website. Uh, it's rushdigitalmarketing.com and there's links all throughout it to uh, book a, a call with me. However, uh, if you wanted to get a hold of me directly with you know without booking a call, you could always reach out to me at Amanda at rush digital as well. Cool. So, yeah.
1: That's amazing. Well that's um I think we can conclude it there because I know we've we've both got hard stops in about five or ten minutes. Yes, um indeed. but I do really appreciate your time and um you know Thanks for nice having me. you know it's it doesn't seem like do you know what it was it was looking through my notes and it's literally a year ago that you joined us. Um and obviously crazy. you've made some huge transit <laughs> yes, crazy some huge transitions between now and then. So yeah, keep plugging away and um You as well. Soon. Nice one. Sounds good. Bye.